Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wrong and Wronger. Several of you have written on how disturbed you were at my impressions every week, and you had wished them into the cornfield, if you remember the Billy Mummy episode of The Twilight Zone. So I won't do what I had cooked up for this evening, which was a killer Seth Rogen as the Green Hornet impersonation. Instead, I will just introduce the show. I'm Steve Olivas. Nothing more, nothing less. So much less. So, so much less. (laughs) Breakwell, who can't stand it. He has to jump in. Breakwell, I told you you were in for a treat, and you didn't believe me, and here we are. Me not doing anything. That was your greatest intro ever. You have set a new high watermark that might never be surpassed. The only way it could be better is if you didn't show up for a week, and it was just me. That would be the best ever. This is a close second. Wow, this has energized you to a level I, I haven't heard in quite a I'm while. Fired up. This is going to be my week. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know which week wasn't your week? That'd be last week, or the week before, or the week before. I think the voting's I, broken. I think we need to remind voters they're not supposed to vote for what they like coming in. They're supposed to vote for who made the better argument. Because I think we would agree every week I have gotten the harder position, which I gamely and heroically argued. Last week I argued for bow ties, which like 1% of the population you know, wears, and I made it a fight. It was pretty close. I was I was in there. It was scrappy. <laughs> but you with neckties in the default position you know, just clobbered me, so... So let's do that reminder. You're voting for who makes the better argument or who's better looking, not necessarily which position you agree with. Well, obviously both won for the last few weeks. (laughs) How can you say every week everybody that's leaving feedback agrees with you? So it's not that you take the less defensible position. It's you take the better position, and I still stomp you like a grape. I do not. I just The the people who are passionate always agree with me, but the masses don't understand the rules. And that's where we're at. The core, elite, well-informed... Always side with me. That's how it goes. I don't know about that. If you're wondering what we're siding about, Breakwell and I argue about a topic every week that everybody apparently is very passionate in one direction about, but votes for me in the long run because I'm awesome and they want to be on the side of the winner. Like Hot Chocolate saying, only Steve's a winner, baby. That's no lie. That might be a little bit of a bastardization. I don't know. But this week, James, we got a good topic because we're kind of in the spirit of Lent as Mardi Gras has kicked off and we've had Ash Wednesday and all kinds of Catholic kinds of things. One of the festivities, if you can consider Catholicism to have any kind of festivity involved in this part of the year is that you have to give something up for Lent. And one of our listeners suggested a topic that I think you and I are going to run with. All right. So uh, I thought we backed away from the Lent part of it, but we're going we're to argue junk food, which is better salty versus sweet salt. Oh, I thought it was, which is easier to give up. Oh no, no, no. I, I was all excited. We got away from Lent. <laughs> I was worried. We, we've got six <laughs> listeners to start with and we were going to parse out the four of them who aren't Catholic. So we're just going to argue right, well, which are better for snacks, salty or sweet. 
Ooh, but you know what? Now that you take that spin, that's the converse of what the listener recommended, but I like yours better. Yes, because I'm, I'm obviously better than that one particular listener who probably voted for you anyway, so it's no loss. No, that listener always takes great pride in giving me a lot of detail on why she doesn't vote for me, oh, which I don't mind. know why I need that information. <laughs> you always need to be put in your place because it gives us great <laughs> things like you not doing an intro. I mean... That was that was all thanks to the listeners. You guys did that. Thank you so much. Seth Rogen as Green Hornet is dead to me because of you, you people. <laughs> but James, yes. now that we've established uh, who the victor is and who the spoil shall go to, we do have to begin with a compliment. And uh, this is the part of the week that even though I have listeners stomping all over my impressions, I know that you're going to pick me up, dust me off, and send me on my way. What do you got for me this week? I would like to compliment you for being a glutton for punishment. Every week, you read every single comment on Wrong and Wronger. All eight of them. You go through them, you read them, you print them out, you hang them on your wall, you, you dissect them and diagram them, you brood over them for days. They'll shoot me messages at two or three in the morning, like, what do you think this person meant? It's like, they didn't mean Anything, Steve? <laughs> Nobody thinks about us that much. So thank you for putting Maybe yourself not out you, there. but me. <laughs> I am the subject of dreams of many people all over the world. Me coming like an avenging archangel, shirtless with a sword made out of fire. You just described my nightmare. <laughs> Like Alice Cooper saying, welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> well, I want to continue on the path of your nightmares by congratulating you on never getting less angry about daylight savings time. <laughs> how many words in your email were devoted to just how terrible daylight savings time is? Again. Seven or eight hundred. Did I do one before? I didn't think I was doing one last year for daylight savings time. Ever since I've known you, we've gone through three or f I think three shifts where we move the clock, and every time you are equally as angry about shifting the clock, whether have, it's forward or backward, is irrelevant to you. I have small children and farm animals. You know who time changes screw up? <laughs> farm animals and small children. It's awful every single time. I don't care which time we settle on. We just need to pick one and stay there forever. And yeah, I'm a man of conviction. I believe what I believe based on evidence and facts, and that opinion will never change. And that's why I'm always right on this show, even if 95% of the listeners side against me because they can't appreciate that perfection. You know, they have to watch this whole show to get to which number is Olivasis. That's commitment to me. And I appreciate that level. You have people that listen all the way through to make sure which number to avoid. And I actually kind of appreciate that level also. There, you know what? We need to get that Nate Silver guy in there that who did the did the the statistics for all the elections. We need to get him in here to analyze <laughs> these voting trends and figure out what's going on because it quite frankly defies science, it defies logic, it defies good taste. And we need an expert to to, to you know parse it down I, for us. Listen. The independent accounting firm of Arthur Anderson might be available for this one, where the guy walks in with a briefcase handcuffed to his wrist and has the wrong and wronger results in it. I like that idea. We'll put one of our interns on that. <sighs> but the interns are busy tabulating Steve votes, and I always appreciate that they do a job great every week. But now I'm about to um, do the job. I was trying to think of a more sophisticated verb for do. <laughs> Wait. Let's not go down that path. I'm about to do the job of flipping the Guam quarter of fate. What shall the two sides represent for you, James Bragwell? Okay, the two sides. Heads, I'm arguing salty. Tails, I'm arguing sweet. Salty and sweet. Yes. All right, the Guam quarter is up. 
It is Heads, which I believe was salty for you. My memory is good, but it's short. And I am salty to start with, so this is this is good. You know what? Salty is amazing because, once again, science is on my side. People go on and on about how you shouldn't have this much sodium or that much sodium in your diet, but when you actually look at the experts, when you look at what the studies say, when you look at the large statistical databases, not one scientist can prove that salt is actually bad for you. They say you shouldn't eat so much salt because in theory it could hurt you. In practice, statistically, demographically, it doesn't shorten your life. It doesn't hurt your health. It doesn't hurt anything. You can just gobble down salt and you're fine. As long as you're not stranded in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a raft, you can have all the salt you want and it's not going to hurt you any. And that's why you want salty snacks. You know, all these these new, the keto diet and all these new things, you can, you just, you pile on the salt. It's delicious. You know what you don't pile on? The sweets, the sugar, because that's what they've decided is killing everybody. It's, it's the new, it's the white poison. It's worse than, it's worse than cocaine. It's just, it's out there. It's making everybody obese. It's causing all these health problems. It's shortening lifespans. It's rotting teeth. And it really doesn't matter how it tastes because it has such dire health consequences that even if you love sweet things, you're going to bring around fewer years to enjoy them. But salty, you've got potato chips, you've got pork rinds, you've got all this good stuff that can have salt on it. You add salt to any dish and then it gets better. But do you add sugar to any dish? No, absolutely not. That gets gross. But there's very few things that salt will ruin. So I say bring on the salt, bring on the salty snacks, pass me the pretzels, and let's eat and be happy. I like how you say that sugar is, what did you call it? The white death or the white demon? As if salt is not white and or a demon. What? Salt? What, does salt, what color is salt? It's largely clear. No, how what? dare you? Zoom That's in with a the, microscope. It's, it's semi-translucent. The girl with the umbrella and the thing in the rain that's it's dumping out of the back on the package, that Morton's girl. That's They're all crystals. white stuff coming up. Uh, anyway, I made some notes. I finally brought a notepad this week so I could <laughs> keep up with I'm all the insanity <laughs> that's spewing out. You know, I was a lot happier when I forgot half the stuff coming out of Breakwell's mouth. Now I got it written down here. First of all, salt does cause high blood pressure. No, false. What it does is now stop stepping on my scientifically based argument with all of your your, uh, your science natives <laughs> worshiping the sun bogus that you've got going on. That uh, it pulls fluid from the body. Body. That uh, salt requires you to keep drinking and drinking and drinking. It stresses out your heart. You're going to have heart damage similar to what crack addicts have. That's how people are dying from salt. And sugar, man, just two words for you. Ice cream. That's all you need to know about sugar. The nice thing about sugar that salt doesn't have, and I'll get to salt in a second, is with sugary snacks, you can have a portion and eat it and feel satisfied. With salt, man, you got to keep dunking your hand into that can of Pringles, one after the other. The extreme Doritos, one after the other. Any kind of snack chip you can name that aren't paying us for this advertising <laughs> dollar that we're giving away for free. You can't stop. With bacon, you can't stop anything that's salty it's like it hits that pleasure center in your brain that heroin hits oh maybe they die of the same thing that heroin addicts die of <laughs> i'll get to that in a second too but sugar man you have your piece of cake you feel good you uh, push the plate away said i've had plenty thank you very much i'll have a little bit of coffee to go with it sugar makes everything happy too sugar hits a pleasure center of your brain that makes you feel uplifted it gives you a little boost in energy sugar is that concentrated carb that breaks apart and sends you forward in life Salt is the one that makes you want to stick your hand down the front of your pants and take a nap. What? So, no, sugar what? is always... What? Why are you sticking your hand down your pants when you take a nap? 
I don't know what what's going, going on. on. <laughs> and everybody does it, break No, up. Just, nobody does it. Literally nobody does that. I wasn't done with my argument for you to break in with something that you're the only person in the world who has this opinion of. Just be happy I'm wearing pants today, which oh. I really am. Anyway, sugar is good. <laughs> okay, thank you for that excellent point. Here's the problem with this pseudoscience yeah. setup we have where we just shout at each other. Sometimes <laughs> there's a mountain of evidence on my side and no evidence on your side. And and it just sounds like we're equal because you're louder than me, which isn't the case. It, it, it doesn't give you validity. I listen to audiobooks all day when I should be doing other things. I listen to like five food books in a row. And you know how many of those food books said that sugar was killing you? Five. You know how many said Zero. salt was bad for you? Zero. Not one. It has nothing to do with anything. It makes you thirsty. You drink more water, you pee it out, you're just fine. In fact, you can die from water intake if you drink too much water, but if you add salt, you're okay because that's what it does. It depletes the electrolytes from you, so if you drink too much water, it can be fatal. Salt saves your life. If you run out of salt, you will die. If you run out of sugar, you're going to be the healthiest you have ever been. You'll be running marathons, <laughs> doing backflips, doing whatever you want. You will be healthier than ever. So so I propose the first ever wrong and wronger long-term health study. I will cut sugar from my diet and you cut salt from yours and we will see which one of us dies first. And I will come and rub it in at your grave. First of all, <laughs> carbohydrate, everything you eat breaks down into sugars, sugars and proteins, because your body uses that sugar for energy. Salt doesn't turn into energy, it turns into lethargy. It's like taking a bong hit when you eat that bag of salty chips. The sugar, though, man, you are up and ready to run a marathon. That's how I feel after having a good chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, but it, it breaks down differently in your body. The way your body uses it and stores it, your body clings to sugar and holds on to it. It holds on to carbohydrates in ways it doesn't do with protein and other things. And you know what protein tastes great with? Salt. Eat you some eggs and toss salt on there. It's amazing. Just slather it on there. Bacon, pork chops, steak. I made steak the other day. Put lots of salt and pepper on there and no ketchup because ketchup is sugary and gross. Put salt and pepper on steak. Amazing. Get some garlic in there too. There is a whole variety of flavors out there. And that's why, I mean, salt in general is good, but let's get back to the salty snacks themselves. That end of the spectrum. You got pretzels, you got chips, you got those Doritos you were bagging on so hard. Oh, Everything baby. that's worth eating has salt in it. Even the stuff that's bad for you. If you look at the stuff that's bad for you that's just salty and the stuff that's bad for you that has sugar, there's no comparison. The stuff with sugar has like 50 times more calories. But the salt, <laughs> it gives you the flavor, it gives you the enjoyment, it doesn't give you the gut afterwards. It's It lets you live longer to keep enjoying it. And I don't know about you, but I'd like to live a long time and enjoy my salty snacks. Nobody oh. says, nobody watches a football game and says, pass me the donuts. You pass them the you pass them the salty stuff, the hot wings. You pass them the, you know, the, the, the pork rinds. You pass them all that stuff. And the sugary stuff, that's for kids. Get it out of here. It's salt all the way. I know. it's uh, They call salt the Vicodin of the food industry. <laughs> but, James, I keep forgetting. Remind me again, which one of us is the doctor? I can't. You are I, not I a medical doctor. <laughs> I, oh, that's right. It's me. What, so, kind, yeah. what kind of doctor are you, Steve? This is irrelevant information. <laughs> I'm Dr. Steve. Why do you keep bringing things into the argument that have nothing to do with nothing? <laughs> you don't pass the donuts during the football game because then it'll be one and done. 
Everyone there wants to eat 10,000 calories and salt. It, it almost makes you hungrier when you're eating salty stuff. Sugar makes you feel satiated and that means there's a governor on it. And it is a free-for-all with salt. I can't believe you're arguing this. I'm actually upset. <laughs> you should be upset because I'm arguing on the side of right this week and your streak shall is see. about to be broken so I'm going to roll the dice. We shall see. Roll them dice. <laughs> Alright, if you want to vote for salt and flavor and long-term health, vote for 72. If you 70, want to vote Oh, I can actually write this down this If time. you want to vote for sugar and Steve and an early death and general unhappiness, <laughs> vote for the number 7, just the number 7. Lucky 7, baby. And if you want to throw your vote away, just like voting for Steve, vote for 5. 5 7 and what was it? 72? 72. That's right. All right. So if you want to get complicated and have to remember a number that really has nothing to do with nothing, try, I dare you, try to remember the number 72 long enough to hit that toggle bar. <laughs> but if you want to remember the one number you'll ever have to remember, Mickey Mantle's number. It is number seven. That was my number in sports all the way growing up because I was a fan of the Mick. Number seven. And then uh, to throw away your vote, uh, vote 72. I mean five. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, they're interchangeable, those two numbers as far as I'm concerned. All right, vote for the doctor who obviously went to school for a long time and has a lot of health resource knowledge under his belt, <laughs> vote for me. And if you want to vote for a guy who owns a pig, vote two for pigs. James Breakwell. <laughs> My mistake. Sorry, Miss Luna. Two pigs, James Breakwell. So until next week, until we take on another topic and probably irritate another major religion along the way, that's James, not me. But well, tune into Wrong and Wronger. Until then, this is Steve, Dr. Steve. Remember the big D. Dr. Steve Olivas for James, not a Dr. Breakwell, remember the big N, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, subscribe to those channels, and remember, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>